Welcome to the Baseball Insiders live on YouTube on this beautiful Monday. I am Adam Weiner alongside Fantasy MLB Insider Robert Murray. During our last show, we had to debunk some Shohei Otani to Toronto rumors live on air. And I was kind of like, man, I know we're debunking them now, but it really does feel like that's the way the wind is blowing. I wonder what Monday's show is going to be like. Boom! Saturday! Shohei Otani goes to the Los Angeles Dodgers instead. I was wrong. The tide was not turning. It was the favorite all along and here to break it down as well as a strange weekend in baseball media and what comes next as well as many of your questions from our all-star tier on the Discord to the commenters who've shown up today. Shout out to everyone commenting already. Uh, Some familiar faces in there. You're all the best. Uh, Robert, welcome to the show. How you doing, dude? I'm great, man. Otani is is officially off the board. Um, so that's added a whole new layer to this offseason that was otherwise dead. And I can confidently say the market is definitely picked back up. Um, and it is, yeah, I expect this next week or two to be incredibly active. Uh, it's made my phone light up like a Christmas tree uh, quite a lot. So it's, it's going to end up being a very interesting next couple of weeks. And as we go live, the Dodgers have officially announced the signing that Joe Kelly is back. So, yeah, the Yotani deal is still not official. I would not anticipate that being official today. Um, but all signs point to that being announced at some point uh, this week. So, um, huge move for the Dodgers, obviously. We'll dissect that. Um, but Adam Weiner, how are you doing good, sir? I am doing well, and yes, we are going to move in the comments from when is Otani getting done, where's Otani going, any favorite for Otani, to everyone else's favorite question, now that Otani's done, what happens next? People are waiting for the dam to break, and we have been <coughs> certainly, uh, if not broken yet, there, there's a crack in the dam, and we are getting there, so we will talk you through all of what's coming next in a little bit. Today's show is sponsored by Sleeper Daily Fantasy. The Baseball Insiders are partnering with Sleeper Daily Fantasy to give new users a first deposit match up to $100. Make sure to use our code FANSIDED2, FANSIDED, and the number two when signing up to receive your deposit match. Please remember to always game responsibly. Scan the QR code on the screen to see if you qualify. And if you haven't joined our Discord yet, if you have not become a member of the YouTube channel, still a lot of time this offseason to take advantage of that perk exciting announcement there we want to tighten things up a little bit make sure that you all continue to have access to robert to ask him questions to receive scoops from him between shows we see some of our discorders in the comments here so we are adding a new tier uh for robert's information the lowest tier you can be at to actually be able to get info drops from robert people we uh you know we're excited to give this to you it's now going to be 499 there's a middle tier Uh, This is going to come within 24 hours. Don't rush to upgrade now if you haven't upgraded yet. Uh, It's going to be easy, but it's not going to come for 24 hours from now. So nobody cancel your membership and restart. Nobody nobody freak out. Everybody keep your composure. But at one point in the Discord, we will be announcing how to upgrade, get everybody in line. Uh, You can still join in the 99 cent tier. With that tier, you get to hang out in a pretty great community. There's hundreds of members in that Discord as of now at the 499 tier. Access to Robert, ability to ask some questions, access to information drops. And then at the $7.99 All-Star tier, of course, you add to that with priority question asking, as well as a monthly call with Robert and myself. So plenty of perks at every level, uh, but we are changing the pricing structure just a little bit. And we hope that everybody uh, continues to follow us there and make that as good an airtight community as we possibly can, because we know it's a pretty big benefit to be able to give you 
the one and only Robert Murray more than twice a week on this show uh, or however many times we go live. You can talk to him between shows, but only if you're at that tier. Uh, so shout out to everybody uh, for making that possible, for making that decision possible. Um, Robert, uh, the Dodgers made a pretty big move, as you alluded to earlier. Um, your beat Vivas was traded to the New York Yankees, uh, but also Shohei Otani. Uh, for all intents and purposes, it would seem is signing in LA $700 million, richest contract in professional sports history, unprecedented deferrals. It's all crazy. Uh, so how did this develop on your end? You were pretty adamant that it was not going to be the Blue Jays, or at least that a decision hadn't been made on Friday. When do you feel like the tide turned here? Yeah, so like the, the report that a signing was even imminent that morning uh, was not accurate. That was news to Otani's camp. Like they they were adamant that it was just, there was no timetable for a decision and that it was still very much in the, like it was unclear at that point. And then a couple hours later um, it was reported that he was going to the Toronto Blue Jays. That was categorically false. Like that was not the case. I don't know how that report ended up getting out because you talk people who are in the know and they denied it almost immediately. So like it was never a case of Otani agreeing to a deal with the Blue Jays. I've seen all these conspiracy theories about Otani's agents and trying to play Toronto and um, doing something with the shark tank judge um, and like whatever, like just don't lend any credence at all to those because that's is what it is, is just giant conspiracy theory. Like that is not actually what happened at all. Um, it was a case of Otani being at home and these reports just coming out of nowhere. And I don't know how they ended up getting out or how these people ended up getting their information, but it was, it was one of the most bizarre days that I can remember being in baseball. And I thought Bob Nightingale wrote, just a tremendous story on the state of the ind- state of the industry here and the rush to get information, the rush to be first and just what this has all turned into. And right now, like what happened with all those reports, what was it on Friday? Yeah. Uh, it was a joke and it like, I was not wrapped up in it. Thank goodness. But it, it made me like evaluate things. It also kind of furthers like, I'm, I'm like 1000% always going to make sure that whatever I report is 100% accurate. And this is just me. It's, it taught me to be even more careful than I already am. Uh, Cause when you're wrong, that can legitimately change your career. And I'm sure there's going to be consequences for those reports that have gotten out that were inaccurate. Um, but you're just really unfortunate. And ultimately it ended with Otani going to the Dodgers, which is a lot, what a lot of people expected and man, oh man, 700 million is a lot more than I expected. Uh, I thought 600 million was about um, about what he would end up getting, but 700 million. I know a lot of it is deferred, and that was Otani's idea, but that's a major credit uh, to his agency, to Otani for the talented player that he is, and the Dodgers for shelling out that contract as well. Yeah, 600 million is the insane number that I was ready for. So if it had dropped at 600 million, I would have been like, man, that's nuts to tie that up in a DH and pitcher. But you know what? Shohei Otani. And then to see it go all the way to 700 shows that you were in a completely different stratosphere at this juncture. You do have to feel for the people of Toronto. No one is saying like, 
all those conspiracy theorists need to get over themselves or whatnot. Don't engage in conspiracy theories. Don't peddle them. Definitely don't peddle them as fact. But at the same time, you can feel why Torontonians were so upset by the way things went down because we are conditioned to read scoops from certain people and and believe that um, you know if they're hinting at something that they probably know something. If all of the Yankees Juan Soto scoops, we spent a whole day with the Yankees and Juan Soto reading things about how it's close, it's getting closer. Cautious optimism could be done in hours. Who knows? It never stopped, and people made fun of the relentlessness of that. But that ultimately landed in a place where Juan Soto was traded to the New York Yankees. Blue Jays fans weren't reading quite the same thing. It was a little bit more tea leaf based. It was a little, you know, the Canadian flag getting tweeted and people tracking a plane. But it certainly felt like the same momentum was going in that direction, only for them to find out we have no idea how much momentum was cascading in Toronto's direction. That might have all been for naught. So I certainly do feel bad for people in Toronto who feel like they got played by the cycle. That was what Bob Nightingale's whole point was. We have to be more certain before we go live with any of these things. But uh, at the same time, yeah, the, you know, no need to be further sullying anybody's reputation by claiming this was all, you know, a cork board with a bunch of rope going to different, you know, dot pricks. Like this seems to have been, at least in your estimation, just a bunch of honest mistakes. Yeah, it was honest mistakes. And as like, I, I'm glad you said that about Blue Jays fans, because that is whenever I report something, I never want to mislead anyone. And Toronto is is like I, I just feel bad for that fan base because they totally got misled for 24 hours or at least some point during that, that Friday. Like it seemed like everyone in Toronto thought that they were getting them. Well, when I say that, I'm talking about their fans yeah. and they have a really good fan base there. They got a good fan base. They got a team that spends money. They got, it's just, it's a really good place to play. Like I remember even at the winter meetings, I was talking to agents and, and some players that were there and everyone was saying just how great of a place it was to play. And there's players that if they started their careers, there could have envisioned themselves playing their entire careers in Toronto. It is just a, it's a really great place to play. And the fact that they, in the end, it seems like they got, they got duped is what happened. And um, it's just really unfortunate. Like I expected Toronto to still be active in the market. Like this is not the end of them pursuing players in free agency or trade by any means. But they could have there's they had the chance to get a Juan Soto or even a, a Shohei Otani type, like two of the best left-handed hitters in baseball. And in Otani's case, they came close. Apparently, according to Ben Nicholson Smith, they made a competitive offer that was in the range of the Dodgers, a seven hundred million dollar deal. Um, I don't know exactly how much they try for for Soto. Um, but you would have to think with them being in the market for a, a left-handed hitter like that. I mean, that would have made plenty of sense. I wonder if they turn their attention to Bellinger now. I know there's a lot of conspiracy theories going around now with his wife posting a picture in Toronto. Yeah. I don't necessarily know what to think of that. I'm honestly, I'm not thinking anything of it, but um, Toronto is going to continue to be active, but I just feel really bad for that fan base. Right. I feel genuinely really, really, really bad. I mean, you know how excited they were. They were trying to buy into a local opera singer tweeting that Yusei Kikuchi had a 50-person sushi reservation. Like, that's how crazy they were getting. They were like, of course, it all adds up, a sushi dinner. Like, And then, you know, once nothing came to pass, they had to realize how ridiculous it sounded that they were following the lead of 
some unverified local opera singer who was probably just writing out a goofy hypothetical. I'm glad you mentioned Bellinger. I was going to go there next. I was going to, you know, obviously talk about where the Dodgers go from here. Um, I'm wondering, too, about some of the Blue Jays, you know, extension candidates. We heard rumors that, oh, if they do get Otani, they might have to explore Bichette trades or that they were already talking about Bichette to the Cubs at some point. Or Vlad Jr., like, I wonder if some of their attention and all of this money they've got, because that's a hugely profitable franchise. I wonder if some of that money turns to Vlad, turns to Bichette, and you, you take care of your own guys before you dive back into the free agent market. Yeah, I wouldn't anticipate that, honestly. And like the Blue Jays, they ended up doing a, a deal with Bichette last year that covered all the all of his arbitration seasons. So there's they're in no hurry to do that. And I would imagine the same thing is going to be for Vlad. I think what they have to do now is, is go out and improve that roster because morale in that fan base is low. I got to imagine um, players are probably bummed out missing out on two of the best players in baseball. So do you go out and get a Bellinger and then do you go out and get another hitter? Like, I, I think, uh, I mean, this is just me speculating here. I want to make that abundantly clear, but um, I mean, there's a fan favorite out there in Teoscar Hernandez that, that could make sense for a reunion. You could go out and do a lot of different things. They clearly have money to spend if they were offering Shohei Otani $700 million or, or whatever that the offer was. I don't know what the offer was. I want to make that clear as well, but um they have money to spend. I think they should spend it because they have a really talented roster. And they also have not given the big big dollars yet uh, to Bichette or Vlad Jr. or any of these guys. So I think they I think they should. I think they ultimately will. I just don't necessarily know how they're going to spend it. But if they're looking for a left-handed power bat, Cody Bellinger makes so much sense for them. And what about the Dodgers pivot? Our first all-star question was about uh, a read on the Yoshinobu Yamamoto market because of course it was because meetings are coming there this week. Other rumors rumbling about a potential Tyler Glass now trade. We all know the Dodgers need pitching and we all know that against all odds, somehow best laid plans of mice and men, but an Otani signing does not help them in the rotation next year, which is a huge bummer for everyone involved. That was not the goal. Um, so we know the Giants reportedly met with Yamamoto yesterday. The Yankees are reportedly having their meeting today. And everybody was wondering over the weekend, oh, now that the Dodgers are in on Otani, are they out on Yamamoto? And the conventional wisdom seems to be they are certainly not out there. So I wonder what you have uh, on that market and on the Dodgers' next steps. Yeah, I'll tell you, the uh, it seems like the Dodgers are still in on um, on Yamamoto and it's they're they're absolutely in on other starting pitchers as well. Uh, Tyler Glasnow is someone that they have had conversations with the Tampa Bay Rays about. Um, and it seems like they, they genuinely like him a lot. Um, there's just, they're kicking the tires on a lot of these different arms. Seth Lugo was another name. I heard link there today too. Um, so it's like there's there's just a, an abundance of options that the Dodgers are considering. But when it comes to Yamamoto, his market is so extensive. There is so much widespread interest that it, I cannot really remember a player, at least in terms of just a pitcher, garnering this much attention from all these top teams. And it's it's to the point now where I think the expectation is that contract is going to be at least $250 million, which is – uh, more than I expected coming into the offseason. And there's even some insiders who think it can end up going to $300 million. Um, And, I mean, if you have teams like like the Dodgers, you have teams like the Mets, the Yankees, 
the giants, the, I mean, all these big market teams that are going to be involved, that's going to drive the price up, especially when you have Steve Cohen in there. And the fact that he flew to Japan just further underscores how serious the Mets are about this. And with Cohen's presence in it, this could end up getting to a pretty outrageous number. Um, so I, I'm, I'm curious to see what it is, but um, his agent, Joel Wolf, is in a power position right now. And he is in firm position to, to cash in on an absolutely lucrative deal for Yamamoto. And timeline for that to come to a conclusion, you'd have to think, you know, uh, an extended one. Like, I don't think you're going to be seeing a decision by end of week, you would think. No, I wouldn't. Um, I mean, end of week. Honestly, I, I, I would not rule anything out. Honestly, with how active that market is and how widespread the interest, like I never, like that's one thing I never want to do is put timetables on things unless sure. I am 100% certain. Um, but I, I think with Otani off the board, it's going to get every other market going and make the timetables for those signings go uh, move up a little bit. So um, won't rule anything out, but I'm struggling to put a timeline on it as of right now. For sure. Well, we'll definitely keep our eyes on it. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Another question from the all-star tier that feels relevant here. We've done the Dodgers and Blue Jays pivots, but let's not leave out the team that already took down their Shohei Otani banner, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, who according to reports, were not out of this race for quite a long time and intended to bring their player back and now won't. Uh, we saw what last year's trade deadline looked like in Anaheim. Uh, this is an all-star question from Junior the Kid 777 wondering how the Angels pivot. Uh, instead of trying to replace his offense, does Perry work on run prevention with pitching, bank on the kids, Neto, Shanuel, Ohapi, a full season, hopefully, to improve offensive production along with, hey, you hope Trout bounces back. You got Rendon, so you better hope he bounces back too. Um, last year, they went all in with all these mid-tier free agents and trade acquisitions and then had to waiver wire them a couple of weeks later. What do you foresee from the Angels this offseason? Hope for some prospects to take steps and then you learn more about your team? Or do you go all in on those mid-tier upgrades again? With the Angels, I've heard that they're considering everything. And, I mean, that's what all these teams do. But the, like, I would not rule out any option for them necessarily. Uh, I think the pitching market is where they're going to end up being the most active. And um, I don't know if this was an internet rumor or whatnot, but there, there was, I was asked about it in the discord about Blake Snell visiting the angels. Yeah. Uh, that that went over not, my head. I missed that too. 
Yeah, that uh, I don't know if that was out, but I was asked about it in the Discord. Uh, Snell did not visit the Angels. Uh, he is in Orange County, but like not visiting the Angels by any means. So um, you can kind of debunk those rumors, but the Angels are considering a lot of different things. Uh, their pitching is one thing that absolutely they are. Um, and I know there's been reports about that even at the winter meetings, but I can also very much confirm those. They're very active there. Um, I think they're exploring the hitting market as well. Um, Perry has been very active on the phones. I don't necessarily know the kind of budget they're going to have uh, or that they're going to spend after losing out on Otani, just because that's just the magnitude of losing the best player in baseball is huge. And if there's one thing that I have learned though, about Artie Moreno is that he does not rebuild. Rebuilding is not in his nature at all. He is always going to try to win Probably not for the best idea in recent years. He should have definitely traded Otani two two winters or two summers ago because he would have gotten an absolute haul. Um, but I, I would expect the Angels to spend. I think, the, as I said, the bulk of it is going to go on on the rotation. And yeah, just that they're considering any and any and every option possibly that they can. Trading Otani is one of those things that sounds so tough to pull the trigger on, but almost stunningly. Juan Soto, who's a similar tiered player, got traded twice in the amount of span that, that Otani was just held on to and sent to free agency. Like, if you told me that, I would have said that was impossible. But two different teams had Juan Soto, realized what they had, and decided to maximize the asset rather than tread water with him on the roster. Uh, and so the fact that the Angels did not do that looms larger every day. Um, oh, absolutely. And also, too, speaking of the Angels, like, can you – like? I couldn't believe how quickly they removed that Otani, uh, what was it, the banner or whatever? Big banner, yeah. Yeah, like they'd wasted li- literally like no time. Like it was report, like it was announced by Otani's agency that like he had signed. And within the hour, they were already removing the banner. It's like, what the heck? Um, it was crazy to me because Otani is like, he's one of the most influential players in baseball history. And what he ended up doing, um, yeah, what he ended up doing for that franchise, it may never be replicated again. And the fact that they took so little time in doing that was shocking. And Brandon D, you're right. That is the most proactive thing that Artie Marino has done in freaking ages. Um, just brutal. Um, but you know what? Otani got 700 million bucks. Good for him. Good for the Dodgers. It's good for baseball. Um, and also shout out to Blue Jays fans who are coming at me on Twitter now. Um, I appreciate you. I I got your backs. Uh, don't don't you worry. I'll, I'll always defend Blue Jays fans because you guys have been good to me. Are they coming at you? I, that's good. I I want to. I was beefing with a Blue Jays fan over the weekend. I don't want to do that. Uh, look, no, I, no, I'm, no, it's like coming at me in a good way. Um, okay, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because like, um, that, that's one thing I've definitely gotten to learn in like the last couple of years is that Blue Jays fans are super passionate and right. they want to know about their team. And yeah, like it's. There, there's been some slander for Blue Jays fans and uh, that just the team in general today. And yeah, I don't think that's fair. That's that's they got themselves a damn good thing there. That's for sure. Yes. No, I respect Blue Jays fans. I, I st- look, did I start a beef over the weekend? I did. Uh, do I want to finish it now? Yes. I do not want to beef with anybody. Um, but if someone wants to beef with me, then you know what? I, I stepped in that. So that's on me. 
Um, I'll do a couple questions from the chat as well as one more all-star question. Uh, this is just one that keeps getting floated in front of us on the Discord, and I feel like it pertains to a lot of the teams that are also asking for updates on their uh, team and roster in the comments right now. So this this Josh Naylor trade rumor that was going around over the weekend, like I think the Cubs were involved. I think Pittsburgh yeah. was involved. This this was a Cleveland.com rumor. Have you heard anything on this? This is a question from Canyon Swartz in the all-star section of our Discord. It's been around, uh, around us forever, so I wanted to make sure I got the word out here. But that's one that, like, for me, that appeared and disappeared. Yeah, it was it was weird because like, Cleveland.com is, is a credible outlet. I don't know the specific reporter who ended up writing this, um, but it's not surprising that teams are asking about Naylor, especially the, considering the teams that were mentioned, like the Pirates. Uh, who were the other two teams that were linked there? Let me pull it up because I yeah. thought it was the Cubs. Yeah. Yeah, because like as you look that up, like I, I can confidently say the Pirates have been really active looking for a first baseman, and it would not surprise me at all if they checked in there. I don't Cubs, know what the Pirates place. Mariners is what is in the tweet. Yeah, I mean that those all make sense, and um, yeah, it's I way wouldn't surprise me at all if those teams checked in. I don't necessarily think a trade is likely, but um, teams that are looking for first base help need to explore outside options because there's really not that great of options there at first base. What is it? Rowdy Telez, Dom Smith, uh, Mike Ford. I might be missing some others, um, but it's like it's when you awesome. when those are the first two you've named and you're like, I might be missing a couple. You know that the couple you're missing are, are kind of like Eric Hosmer, I guess, is, is available. Yeah, exactly. So it's like it's slim picking. So teams are going to have to get creative in their search for a first baseman. So I think that's where those rumors kind of kind of started. And also, I also want to say another thing too, is this is the season where a lot of things like that get reported, but it's a case of teams checking in on the player and not necessarily teams shopping the player. I think there's a big difference between the two. And my guess is that, um, my guess is that's the case here. Yeah. So I'm going to, Uh-oh. <laughs> Blue Jays fans hitting you. No, it's uh, so Jack Curry, who is legitimately like he's one of the most plugged in. He's actually the most plugged in person with the Yankees. Yes. Yes. Said a source with knowledge of the Yankees' interaction with Yamamoto said they remain optimistic about their pursuit of the fridge and starting pitcher. It's a crumb of info, so I'm sharing a crumb. Stay tuned. Yes. So that's that's what he ended up saying. So like, does not mean a signing is imminent. But the fact that the Yankees are optimistic, he is also the one who said that the Soto trade talks had picked up. So you never like when Jack Curry talks, you listen and yeah. I'll, I'll be listening here for sure. I will place texts uh, while we are live on the show here to see what I can figure out. Um, but very is that's it's a very interesting little detail. Yeah. The all time Jack Curry moment that Yankee fans cite is I think it might have been towards the end of the game or right after the game ended. The Yankees played a subway series game last summer. They just looked like crap. They lost. He tweeted something like Yankees Yankees should look into acquiring left-handed bat, potentially an Andrew Benintendi type would really shore up this lineup or something. And then 10 minutes later, he goes, Andrew Benintendi to Yankees. It's like, okay, so if he's tweeting it, he's tweeting it because he knows what's up. No, exactly. He he definitely knows what's up. Uh, So as I said, when Jack Curry talks, listen, Um, that is is for certain. I'm also also like – like, I, there's been comments here asking about uh, Jung Ho Lee or Jung Hoo Lee. I might be mispronouncing his name. Yeah. Um, I I do know 
that the interest from the Padres there is sincere. Um, it could end up, it, it could get pricey, especially considering that his agent is Scott Boris. Like, you know, he's gonna, he's gonna end up getting a, a pretty big deal and he ended up doing the same thing last year with the Red Sox. Um, and, um, it's, I, I wonder if like, I, I saw Dennis Lynn mentioned today, what was it? Five years for 90 last year mm-hmm. with the Red mm-hmm. Sox. Like the Yoshida deal. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I like he thought like the same thing could end up coming or becoming the case for Jung Hoo Lee, um, which that could be really pricey. But that being said, this is a part of what the Padres had in mind when they traded Juan Soto, not necessarily giving Lee that contract, but having the flexibility to go out and sign other players to deals and then having it be multiple players. Lee is someone that is definitely on the radar for sure. Um but there's a lot of other interest in him as well. So it's not necessarily a guarantee that um, that the Padres get him, but the Padres have shown when they want a player, they will go out and be aggressive in getting that player. So you never know, but I do know the interest there is widespread. So um, to my knowledge, as of this point, nothing imminent, but that was what I had heard this morning. So who knows if something changed. And look at the Juan Soto trade, like for all the consternation about, oh, they're they're surrendering. They need to save all this money. They're throwing in the towel. They barely got prospects in that trade. They got major leaguers. Michael King is going to go in right into that rotation. Johnny Brito and Randy Vasquez could also go right into that rotation or bullpen. Kyle Higashio, you don't acquire a, a backup catcher with power. If a veteran, like a 30-year-old, if you're in rebuild mode. The Padres know they have a star-stacked roster. They just needed to get rid of the big one-year arbitration contract, and now they move forward. Exactly, and and they got something meaningful in return for Soto. And obviously, it's not what they ended up giving up to get him. Like they gave up a haul that was unprecedented, and but they they ended up like they upgraded their pitching depth because that is something they desperately needed, and they gave themselves some flexibility to add other parts or parts of their roster. And I would expect them to to try to plug different holes offensively. I would expect them to try to continue to add more more pitching. Because uh, if there's one thing that all these teams in baseball have learned, especially the Padres in recent years, is you can never have enough pitching. Um, but everything that I, I can gather is that the Padres will be aggressive. And we've seen we've seen different rumors here about them listening on Jake Cronenworth or like I think there was like so I think it was someone reported that there was a possibility that they could move Cronenworth as I, I everything that I've gathered is it's just the case of them listening. They're not shopping Cronenworth. It's just a case of them listening. Um, and Preller and all these teams listen on all these other players. Cause you never know what can get offered. Um, I don't anticipate Cronenworth being traded. I like can never rule anything out, but I think it's more unlikely than anything at this point. Cronenworth for Josh Naylor, who says no. Uh, stay tuned for the next episode of the baseball. Inside. Um, I want to throw some love before we sign off to a couple of uh, dedicated fan bases that are always here. I see a lot of people asking for Red Sox news and a lot of people asking for Cubs rumors. So I figure we'll give those people, we'll throw them a bone before we sign off. Uh, are, are you hearing anything on Craig Breslow in Boston or Craig Breslow's former organization, the Chicago Cubs pursuit of high end talent? I'm just going to keep it plain and simple for the Red Sox pitching. That's yeah. literally like that's they've been their primary focus. I will give them credit though for that uh, for the Tyler O'Neill trade. That was they did not give up much at all in return for O'Neill. Like that, as soon as Moselak made it clear that the pot or that the Cardinals were listening on on O'Neill, 
um, it was pretty clear that he was going to be traded and that the price was not going to be that much. Um, so like that to me um, was not surprising that he was moved. I thought it was a savvy pickup by the Red Sox and kind of fits the, uh, the Adam Duvall kind of role that they had. Um, I think that's, that was immediately what popped into my mind when that trade was made. And then as far as the Cubs, they obviously have a lot of money to spend. And there's people in the comments that are asking is the Cubs' biggest addition this offseason going to be Craig Council? No. Um, they are, they're definitely going to be making some moves. I feel confident about that. Um, obviously, they're, they're linked to starting pitching. They're linked to, to like a Matt Chapman, uh, Cody Bellinger. Um, there's a lot of different things there, like even a Shane Bieber type. I know there's scouts around the league who think that's a really good fit there. Um, so there's a lot of different scenarios that the Cubs are are looking at that they're considering. And I will also say this too, like I get comments seemingly daily in the discord saying that Jed Hoyer is sleeping or he's hibernating. He is not sleeping. He is not hibernating. He is on the phones. He is like, he's, he's trying to upgrade the roster. Cause when you, when you add Craig Council and you give him the biggest contract for a manager ever, you can't sit still in free agency. And if there's one thing that we have learned is that he operates in silence and, um, yeah, I just I would not lose patience if I was a Cubs fan. I cannot stress that enough because um, I, I do know in talking to people around the league that they are on the phones um, trying to improve that roster. Well, that's another tier we're going to add. Uh, if you want to go into the Discord and say, is Jed sleeping or call him Sleepy Jed, you have to pay an, a higher price where, you know, 99 cents is not enough. Uh, that's yeah. your comment you got to uh, pay. I, I will say, though, like hibernation lawyer is pretty it's funny. funny. It is funny. <laughs> it's pretty funny. I will admit that. Yeah. And, um, and by the way, I see him comments here about Peter Bendix and if he's sleeping too. Uh, he, he is not sleeping. He is, sleeping. He is cooking. Um, it's. I, one thing I did here yesterday is that even after getting Christian Bethencourt, uh, they're still trying to upgrade the catching. Um, that's just one rumor I've heard there. I'm sure they're working on a lot of different things. I actually, I have heard them connected to Isaiah kinder falefa uh, but there is a, a really surprisingly big market for kinder falefa It would not surprise me if he ended up getting a multi-year deal. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one that I had heard at the winter meetings and it was like interesting, but yeah, he's, he's got a good market. Um, and then there's also a question here is Alex Anthopoulos taking a power nap. I sure as heck hope so. I legitimately do not think this man sleeps. Uh, cause like the, the Braves foundation has never prospered more no. than ever, uh, than when he's taken over for this team. And he has done an unbelievable job in making these, these small moves or making these small moves and somehow turning them into like big moves. Like he turned, he ended up getting Jared Kalanick and he took on Evan White and Marco Gonzalez. And then he traded Gonzalez to Pittsburgh and then he traded Evan White, which I thought was an untradeable contract to the angels. Got Max Stassi and David Fletcher and then made it clear that Stassi was going to be traded and then traded him to the White Sox for yep. cash considerations. So upgraded the roster. Obviously he's bumped up payroll, gave him a lot of credit there. Um, and everything that I have gathered is they remain active on the starting pitching market. Seth Lugo is a name that I have still heard connected there, but there's other players that they're considering as well. But uh, Lugo is the name I've heard the most there. And um, that being said, there is there is growing interest in Lugo from what I understand. 
If anybody else wants to come up with any synonyms for napping, sleeping, etc., uh, we will uh, we will appreciate that for sure. Pop by the Discord, drop those off. Um, a lot of great questions today. Thanks everybody for the comments. I see Ryan Pizer asking a couple times if the Yankees were looking to move Glaber Torres at this point. Um, at this juncture, I would just say if you're going all in with Juan Soto, I don't know how you can move Glaber Torres this money. But um, if you're hearing differently, give me a. If you're hearing that they're keeping Glaber. Give me like a finger wiggle and a wink. I can't stand anything. Uh, yeah, but I do know that the uh, the Glaber Torres for Alex Verdugo rumors, those were just, uh, that was not a thing at all. No. Um, I, I know that was reported at the early part of the offseason, um, but I, I can't say I've heard anything about, about Glaber Torres. But um, it, it is funny, though, like the amount of sleeping and hibernation and whatever. I think that is just hilarious. Uh, so thank you guys for making that part of the, the comments here. But I'll tell you, my phone is still blowing up for Blue Jays fans. You guys are are relentless and in the best way possible. So I appreciate you. Um, and there's even people invite. I'm not kidding. There's people inviting me up for a series up in Toronto at some point this season. That's it's unbelievable. That's that's the kind of like the hospitality that I grew up with. So that's more than appreciated for sure. Shout out to Blue Jays fans. Look, if they like, if they don't like me and they do like you, if they like half the podcast hosts, I think that's fine. Um, no, but, yeah, uh, they yeah. should love you too. Adam Weiner was good people. Blue Jays fans. I no, I be- I beefed with one of them over the weekend. I really I really fucked up. Uh, that was uh, <laughs> you know, that's a mistake on my part. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll happens to the best of us. Happens to the best. Look, sometimes it's a Saturday night. You're out here looking for beefs. Beefs? I know be- the plural of beefs. Um, but I settle it. It's over. I'm not doing it anymore. Um, and we love you, Blue Jays fans. It was a tough Friday for you. But the future is still bright. There's a reason that everybody believes in this as a playoff team and has believed in it for many years. Uh, if you have future questions, if we didn't get to your question today, the Discord is the place to be. Again, we are introducing a new tier. If you're already in the Discord, you can upgrade uh, by tomorrow, maybe even by end of day. Uh, check the Discord for updates there. We'll make sure to talk you through it. We did a successful upgrade to all-star level a couple of weeks back, so now we know how it's done. We'll make sure to get you taken care of. If you have not joined yet, there's the lowest tier still, but there's going to be a medium tier where you'll have access to the Robert Murray Rumor Mill. Keep everything you learn in there confidential and private to the Discord. Robert only shares scoops yeah. that he feels comfortable with sharing uh, with people he trusts. So if you're in there, we trust you. Keep it locked. Uh, and then come to the podcast and you get the rest of the good stuff. That completes the picture. Uh, Sleeper Daily exactly. Fantasy, again, go for it. So I, w- I also want to add this, too, is like speaking of the Discord, um, yesterday uh, was early in the morning, and I had dropped that the Dodgers were were making a trade. Um, and that was in the Discord hours before it was ever reported. So I'm just telling you, that's this is a, a very good way to make sure you're the most informed fan in baseball. I could not recommend more joining because uh, it is a tremendous resource. It's something that Adam and I are both very active in. Yeah. Um, and I try to look at it as much as I can and I get notifications from it constantly. And it's awesome. It's a really good community. Could not recommend more joining. Um, and yeah, that's it's something I really enjoy. So please join. It's been awesome. And the community is only getting better. So shout out to everybody in there. We're really excited to have you. We're excited to welcome more of you. Seeing some subscribers pop in as this show goes on still warms my heart. You will see us again in a little bit. Stay tuned to this channel. Turn your notifications on for our next show. Uh, Slam, you know, give us a like. Give us a subscribe. If you haven't, you're all the best. Shout out to uh, our producer, Joanne. Of course, we're steering the ship. Hunter for steering the ship. Uh, And, of course, Robert Murray, my co-host, who this show would not exist without. So thank you again for another great show.
And thank you, good sir. And I appreciate everyone who joined and, and watched because uh, this was an absolute pleasure. Um, yeah, we'll see you again at some point. Uh, I don't know when this week. I got family in town. Mm-hmm. Got my mom and dad coming out here to come visit me for the first time since I moved to Arizona. So very excited about that. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll be very active in the Discord. I can promise you that. And Adam Weinrib, thank you very much, good sir. And Joanne, thank you as well. Let's go, everybody. We'll keep you posted on next show. Until then, take care and have a great rest of your rumor-filled week.